Recently, I ran a workshop where I had 130 people in the room. Nearly 60% of them told me that they didn't believe that they could do what they wanted in their life. At this point, they didn't believe that they could. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a pretty fixed mindset about where they're at. And the other 40% had what I deem a growth mindset. And that's because they think by putting a bit of effort into their life, they can get what they want. So I'm really interested in why the hell we live in a society or in a world where 60% of the people don't believe where they're going to get. And I've been reading a bit of a quote lately from Charles Darwin, I think sums it up. Let's give this a crack. It is not the strongest species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the ones most responsive to change. So guys, hit me up. What do you think? I love that. I love adapt to change. What do you think, Ryan? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeremy, it's, um, it's so good. It's kind of, well, I, don't, I don't know if this is relevant, but I do know that Darwin spent years like studying octopus. Just so oh, could, this is relevant. <laughs> <laughs> just so he, he uh, could uh, Octopi. Look, at, look at the changes between them. So when he did finally go to the scientific community with his studies to be like, hey, evolution exists, so it wasn't God, he had all the stuff ready. Ooh. Which they kind of had to adapt to change then, really. So. I also heard you studied eight puss at a time, which makes you a little bit like Charles Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I love adapt he to change. There. He actually I, 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 went there. He went there. I like adapt to change. Also because it makes, because I'm not very strong or smart, but I love throwing myself in a pigsty. So that means I'm a boss, like Darwin would say. He wouldn't say that specifically, but he would say that um, I'm going, <laughs> if he was around and he was down to the kids, he would call me a boss. It's one of those days where this topic just, we can go anywhere with it. Well, no, but yeah. I, want to, I want to come back to what you think about Charles, but I just, if it's okay, right, I want to come back to what you just said about the piggery and this oh, adaption. You octi- might need not to- Not octopus. Not octopus. <laughs> Ryan and your orgies. Boy. So naughty. (laughs) So naughty. Go on. Go on now. I'm stuck on it. This is great. So So what was you saying? What was nice that I said? I want I just I love what Ryan was saying, but I I just have to come back to this pigsty thing and your adaptation. Or to change. Come on, you need to give us a little bit more okay. context. So, so I, I've just moved into a pigsty, or recently moved into a pigsty, oh. um, which I think you guys know about. Um, but I did it just because I wanted to. I mean, I just when I it's just if you don't know what a pigsty is, it's literally where pigs live. They live in a sty. It's a pigsty. Hence why our parents told us to clean up. It's a pigsty. Yeah. How and dirty actually, is it? It's actually quite clean. Like yeah. they poo in the corner. Um, they. Do, are always the same spot, so they don't roll in the poo like everyone says. Um, they're very social. They chat a lot. Like I, I got a piglet the other day. Um, are they talking to you yet? Yeah, I talk to them a lot. I was talking to Trouble the other <laughs> night, and she was going, um, like I'd speak human to her, or English. <laughs> <laughs> and and she'll be like, she'll be like, giving me that back. But then, <laughs> but then I started imitating her like, and she would just get angry. Like, and they're just forward up into me like she like she was annoyed that but like there's a very distinct change in the vocab I used or the words I used changed her attitude towards me like 
proper. <laughs> Isn't that interesting though? It is like, interesting. And she's seven weeks old. Anyway, but like the reason I moved into this okay, place yeah. is just to widen my envelope of compassion, understanding and awareness of everything that is life. And um, yeah, just stretch myself. Like I, I, I get excited by stretching myself in ways I haven't yet. Like when I traveled the world, like making it up every day, didn't know where I was going to go flight by flight. Um, that's exciting for me because, you know, like you pu- you're pushing yourself, you're forcing yourself to change and adapt to new environments, which isn't comfortable and it's, and it's scary, but it's, I love it because it's like I'm learning and changing and my brain's being manipulated, you know, like I think my weakness, it lies more in, uh, you know, like changing patterns in my behavior with my family and such like with, I, uh, you know, like acceptance, but the, pro- the, hard- the hardest things I think to change in life are the ones that are the most mm. grounded, rooted, most repetitive because your brain's like that pattern, form pattern since you're a child, right? Yeah. And so the ones that, the patterns that you repeat the most are the hardest to break because they're literally physical neural pathways that are, are actually widening, they're physically widening. So that's why you slip down the same roots, right? Yeah, cool. It reminds me of, um, so there's a, psychologist called Dan Siegel. Mm. He's actually a professor of psychology. He's talking about how one of the things that creates neuroplasticity, which is creating new neurons in our brain, mm. is novelty. The other, there's exercise as well and also laughing and humor, but one of them was novelty. Novelty. What, so, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Like traveling, being in new environments, doing new things, learning oh. a new skill. Like yep. um, elderly people that start learning new languages, they, you know, um, was saying in these neuroplasticity books, I'm not a t- scientist, do your own research, but yeah, like that's interesting. It's like putting yourself out of your comfort zone helps you grow your brain and change and adapt. That's cool. Well, you're certainly putting yourself out of your comfort zone in a pigsty, Jess. Yeah. Well, it's, it's socially, it's so got true, a Ryan. bad rap. Yeah, I like what you're saying there. I reckon it's cool. It is novelty. It also, I like always, we preface anything we say on this podcast <laughs> with do your own research. This is just our gatherings. But I also trust those that say, encourage you to do your own research because it shows that they've done theirs and we can trust those opinions. So subliminally, I'm basically saying trust everything we say. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that, that I do giggle and laugh that you're in a pigsty, obviously, because that's just who I am. I'm like, this, this man's crazy, right? Why would he, you know, to, to Jez living in a pigsty is novelty, right? To me, it's not. But I'm interested, like, what makes you decide that you're going to change it all up and adapt your whole life and go and live in a pigsty? I still don't quite understand what it's doing for you. Yeah, well, that's all right. Not a lot of people do. But don't get me wrong. I want to hear the gold because I know that it must be doing something for you because if there's somebody listening to this, they're going to hear the gold in it. So what is it? To be honest, I find it hard to define. And I do get a, a, a regular amount of when I go to explain it. Like when the first morning after I woke with them, come down and the chefs were looking at me like, like <laughs> I was like I was I was I, was, I had a mental illness. Like they're, <laughs> they're like oh, like looking at me with like this weird combination of you're a child and what the fuck are you doing? Like, um, just so I just didn't like I don't really know how to explain it other than. I'm just curious and I was curious to live with pigs. I don't like how they've got a bad stigma. I don't I also don't like how animals get treated in our culture, particularly in the food industry. I think it's incredibly fucked up. And um the more you research about that, the more you it's hard to not have a compassionate response once you learn the new information about it. Um 
but yeah, like I suppose so. It's that 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 is a bit of in it. Um, also, a bit in it is breaking uh, status quo. That's yeah. I, I like rebelling against things we're taught in culture because I feel like we have to question. We sh- we need to question everything because if we don't, we're just we're listening to non truths. Like one of my biggest mantras for my life is to f- define the most universal truth, and so that comes with um, widening my compass in my uh, envelope of awareness as wide as possible so then i can surely find one and i guess does that explain yeah why I'd well do it? because there's not probably one defined reason when i hear you talk and i think most people would immediately right. go straight towards that's a crazy including the chef staring at you because yeah. they don't quite understand it but there's a multitude of reasons why you're doing it and i look at you and think all right if i'm somebody like a chef who goes i wouldn't do it that he's like fixed, you know, if this is where it's coming back to our topic today. A lot of people in our, my workshop recently were saying, I don't believe I can do that. Mm. And so that really, that mindset, that way of thinking mm. is I can't, I wouldn't. But what I like about you saying to yourself, I'm going to jump in a pigsty and see what it's like to mm. live in this because of the way society's uh, impacting me. Then the way I want to see that is that somebody is having a growth mindset because if you can change the way you think you should live, it's a different, it smashes your belief, your beliefs. It changes the way you live yeah. and it helps you to embrace challenges more. Yeah. So if I said to you, this happened tonight and we've got nowhere to stay, you'd be like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right? Well, it's, it's what you, yeah, exactly. I like just on that. I find it's, it's what you do in your workshops where when some, when vulnerability or something real comes up, and people shy away, you use the phrase yummy, yummy. And I love that because it's like it, it flips your mindset because everyone's mindset's going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. But you're like ch- flipping that and going, no, hungry, go after that. Mm, it helps I you to rebuild that. it. It's for your own good. Rebuild your mindsets. Look, looking at challenges, obstacles, the effort, the criticisms we get, the success of others. Like if you're going to spend your whole life in, these, in this framework or those sort of categories there, then you're going to have to think differently. Mm. And you going to live in a, um, in a pigsty is one way. Mm. I mean. Well, can I just, can I quickly just add please. before um, you move on, is that um, the, a key component to doing these things, taking a leap, is not thinking about the consequences. <laughs> um, for <laughs> me, it was. Because if I yeah. think, well, what happens when this happens, what happens when that happens, which is what everyone asks you with their logical mind, what, do you, what are you going to do if this happens? I, I just thought, I just come back with I don't know and I don't entertain them because if I entertained them I'd talk myself into a corner of like this is not a good idea mm. or I don't want to do this which is counterintuitive to what your heart is or what you what your gut is telling you to do. Uh, I um, when I last year I finished uni and I read Henry David Thoreau's Walden and Henry Thoreau he was an American I guess he's a philosopher yeah he definitely I is. don't know the time period but he he pretty much did the same thing he went into a shack and was yeah. like can I live without I love the way you said shack then. Can I just say like, You said that with so much sass. I went into a shack. It's like a pigsty. Yeah. Pig, pig but it definitely doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> okay, I tried, I tried, um, I tried. But you did the same thing. It was like getting out of that environment of, you know, living the social game, which I know you're still coming back. What, and, and what did he learn? Um, he learned lots of things. He was like, he, um, you know, he speaks about how uh, superficial men are and how we have all these things we don't need and we convince ourselves we need them. And he had um, heaps of views on the train system and... I don't know. There was lots of things that would have to go back and read it. It's also very hard to read because he speaks in old English. You know what my take on what he is going out and living in a shack is about? 
It gives you a greater sense of free will. Yeah. Right? Free will. You can do whatever you want, Jez. So can the pigs. He can go and live True. in a um, in a cabin. He it's a it's a it's it's a it's a it's a sense of free will. It's a sense of if I come against up against something, as I said before, an obstacle or a challenge, criticism. We have free will, but in those moments, we think that we don't. And much like where we live, we can do whatever we want. We can live wherever we want. So I love that people would always go do something a little bit crazy. Personally, myself, if we're talking about where we're living. I haven't had a home for that's been my own for over five years now. Yeah, crazy. I've been traveling over and over and over because I had this sense that I wanted to grow. I wanted to continue to inspire people to unleash their potential when really I was just doing it for myself. But I knew that staying put in one place, I wasn't going to. There's nothing better than travel mm. to give you a sense of growth in your life. Don't you think? That's I good. completely agree. Absolutely. So where you're living, I haven't lived in some, my own home. I've been moving from home to home to home, travel to travel, because it's taken me to the next stage of where I wanted to be. And so, novelty, change. There you go. Yeah. Great. Do and I, it's, it's, it's taxing on your comforts, right? Like Because there comes points where you find it's a bit, you know, exhausting again to yeah. gather all your things and move on. Like it's not easy all the time, but... Um, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Just to be real about it for a moment. Oh, yeah. It, it is taxing, but I think it sort of gives you a sense of achievement too, like living from a space of growth rather than I can't. And I think that's what it always came back to me about, um, that I just wanted to keep moving towards what I wanted. Uh, and I think about all the people that I was in that workshop with recently, going towards what you want, you can't live in a fixed mindset about it. You can't be like, I can't do it. I, uh, you know... People won't let me. I don't have enough money, um, mm. or I, I'm not. I don't have a bit enough education. It is taxing, but it's only taxing because I'm like I shouldn't be doing this. I don't live in a world where, um, uh, where I have to own my own home by this age. Like, who told mm. me I have to do that? Mm. Who said I couldn't keep traveling? So, I, don't get me wrong, Jess. I get what you're saying. Like, it can be hard, but it's also really renewing. Yeah. Um, of energy to know that I can keep going. I think we should also acknowledge that like a lot of people in the world don't have the ability to do things we do in the West. Like we can pick where we live and do all these things. So it's like when we're talking, it's like once you, if you look at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we've got all those needs met. Yeah. Which is, I just thought I'd be grateful for that for a second. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, true. You know, it's good, great. That perspective is brilliant. We do live in the 10% richest people in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm personally in the top three percent. <laughs> no, um, exactly. That's why he's in a pig star. No, yeah, exactly. No, but you can, um, right? But I, I mean, I love what you're saying about the, um, the, you know, you don't always know what shape or form your dream comes in. You just know the ingredients in which, or your intent, right? Yeah. Like that's one thing I've known to be true over my life. I've never really known what I wanted to do, but I knew what I enjoyed and I knew what I'm about. And then the universe or the elements of life or whatever you want to call it delivers on those things. Um, in a in a beautiful gift like way because you don't know what it's going to turn out like and I love that magic gorgeous but that's it does take a certain it, you lose control you know mm. that's what I love about it as well it's like allows the what I sit deem as God or this um this divine energy that unites us all mm. to come into play beautiful it is you know it's deep thinking but I love that we went from let's talk about a pigsty to what it brings us. Talking about God. To talking about God because changing up your life and doing something different 
brings all of these questions. Yeah. And brings all of this these this this discussion, whether it be God or just homes. Hey, AM. In your workshops, do you notice a difference between people that go towards what they want and people that are pushing things away? Because that's like sort of two motivations. So some people um, are motivated more by fear. Like, I don't want this. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be living on the street. I don't want to be living in a pigsty. Mm. And others are like, no, I'm not going to focus on what I don't want and fear. I'm going to focus on what I can go towards and set goals towards. Is that a common thing that happens in the workshops? Um, Of course. Yeah. So what you're asking, just for me to clarify, is like, do people focus more on what they don't want or what they do want? Yeah, and do you think that changes? Because that change how you react or plan for things. It's like, you know, I don't want to, it's like safety versus. I think that the people who don't go after what they want, and believe me, I do it quite often in so many micro moments. This is not about absolute achievement and you can do it Anthony Robbins style. But I think for those who don't do it, again, this favourite topic tonight of me is this fixed mindset, is that imperfections are shameful. You know, like, I can't do it. Right. And so they they shy away from doing it because it's they're actually, at the heart of it, ashamed. So is it, Was shame self-judgment or what? Um, self-judgment, no compassion for self, um, you know, think about it, what the thing that makes you, you know, cringe most or, you know, makes your face go red, just feeling shameful and you, you pull yourself away. I just think that um, they think that it's all about talent, that they have to have the answer to it now, that they have to have the skills for it now, yeah, yeah. that they have to have the experience for it now. Yeah. And maybe that is that because we live in a society, it's like everything's packaged and it's now. But in actual fact, to grow or to go after what you want, it takes years, man. Mm. If I no, if somebody said to me even two years ago that I'd be sitting here having a podcast, which is just a, generally a conversation, two years ago I was saying the language, I couldn't do that. Mm. I'm not good in front of a microphone. I can't do it in front of the camera. And you could see it. If you had me in front of a camera, in front of a microphone, I couldn't. So what did I do? I knew I needed to get better at it. So I got online um, <clears throat> on my Facebook and I would do this thing called hashtag 30 days of real. Mm. And I would just record myself from anywhere from 30 seconds up to three minutes. And sometimes if I went on a rant and a rave for five or in the shower or in the shower and I would do it, but like (laughs) I was never on the toilet. I I was, I would put myself in the shower and film. I would talk about moments where I was struggling I would um, talk about the things that have happened to me today that I'm stoked at, the things that I'm blessed at. I would just generally talk in general about life. But that effort I made, that effort each time I made it was praised for effort. Hey, Em, you're doing good. I mean, you're no Hamish and Andy. You know, you're no um, uh, Tim Ferriss podcaster. You're definitely not Oprah. But my God, um, you make well, you, pretty... Ryan's definitely not Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> but they all yeah. got there, right? Am I am I preaching to the converted? Yeah. Like having this growth mindset is about taking actions every day to do something that doesn't make you perfect, but you pray you praise yourself for the effort that it make that you've made to get there. And every every step you take is easier and easier. But we forget that we're just so fixed in. Because even, you know, Carol Dweck, there's a, um, a beautiful woman that's set out to do a study on all these little kids. And Ryan, you might want to throw in here about this. But, um, 
she went to a primary school and studied all these little kids. And so she'd give them tests and one that they decided to do it on a fixed mindset and the others that they would test them on um, a growth mindset. So every day they set them challenges. So they would use language like, um, uh, uh, let's make that something we'll try today. Let's okay. improve on that. Yep. Um, and then the others were like, weren't given anything. So, of course, just in the natural habitat that is kids in society, they spent their time trying to do these tests and challenges but failing. And what they found was the kids in the fixed mindset, guess what they do? The shame would come up and they'd observe this. But as it, as it would come up, they would lie about their test results to each other. They would hide them. Mm. Um, and then every time they'd go back to a test, they'd say, what would you like to aim for this time? And they'd be very low compared to the growth mindset kids who were being praised on just taking their effort each day and being told to give it a go and give it a try yeah. and praise for every effort they made or each step that they took um, of let's see what you can do next time and how fun will it be when we get there. And just, it's so simple, right? It's such a simple language. And summarize it with two words. Yes. What is it? Not yet. Great. So it's like, oh, I don't have this in my life. Not yet. Yeah, that's good. It's so powerful, isn't it? Like it's like that Tim Ferriss podcast with that guy that is, I can't remember his name, but he started um, an education, new kind of school, but he's basically does projects, doesn't do tests. It's all about like, it's all that, it's it's all about um, just, oh man, I, I find that so it just shows how powerful it is at school yeah, and, and, and makes you understand a bit more yourself, like how you put those pressures on yourself as a kid. That's interesting. Now at university, I had a really, um, like a really influential tutor and I asked him, oh, like, cause he'd marked my grade and I was like, oh, you know, do you have sort of an idea of what I'm going to get? And he's like, why do you care? It's about the learning. Great. It's not about the mark. Great. And he's, he's very like counterculture. He's a really cool guy, but he's now in Argentina being a, uh, activist. But anyway, that's awesome. Perfect. But it's on the same wavelength that those who have a growth mindset have a desire to learn and to grow. And those who don't have that, they tend to avoid. Well, that's because it's it's the authenticity. It's the genuine spark of wanting to, right? Like that's. Yeah. And we want to look smart. Like that's another thing about fixed mindset that in primary school, we were told, um, geez, you're smart. Uh, Geez, you're Mm. talented. And that's how we've been programmed. Are you smart or are you intelligent? Mm-hmm. And that's not how it works mm-hmm. um, at all. Like I, I'm a not Polynesian. We've been told our whole, li- our whole lives that we're dumb and that we should just go and lift heavy things for the rest of the world, right? Mm. This is how I, grow, I grew up, that mm. we weren't smart. We weren't head of the class. We were just like big and Hebrew and we could all laugh together. Like that's the social construct that got put on Polynesian. So Polynesian. So I feel like I totally battled with that. Mm. Am I smart enough? Can I write this document? Mm. I never went to university. I never studied for a long period of time inside academic institutions. But my God, was I just in there. I would love, the, I, got, I, got, I was embedded by great, uh, it was instilled in me by great mentors to just keep going, to keep learning. And these days I can honestly say I am smart. I am intelligent. I object. Your honor. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain things I do that I don't, but you, you know, oh, mate, you, know. you are so smart. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say that with just an air of just, it's, it's just true. If it's not like, it's yeah. not really associated with your ego. I don't feel when you yeah. say it, like, it's just like, it's thank just, you. Jess. It's just a good, it's just I needed a, good a bit of affirmation. I love it. Jerry, man, is going to have a hug while we're just on this podcast. <laughs> what do you think? 
We're hugging. We're not we, really we haven't hugging. talked about Dylan yet. Dylan is like hang, hangs out with us and he's got the most gorgeous smile. Hey, Dylan, come over here on the mic if you want to have a chat. Dylan, you, Dylan was ask, doing an internship at Collective Potential, yeah. um, but he's someone with a mega growth mindset. Hey, Dil. Hey. Hi. <laughs> oh, that's a nice voice, isn't it? Um, ask him any question you want in the whole world. Dylan, would you say, uh, what's your passion? Uh, media and film. I thought you said me, like you listen to yourself. <laughs> I, <laughs> awesome. So if I've known Dylan for a list, like, actually, this is perfect. Would you say that um, when you first started, um, when we first started working at Collective Potential in your internship, did you know that media was your passion? Um, so I just put the mic in his mouth. I've always known. A little bit? In the past couple of years, mm. like. I've always had an interest. Awesome. But it, it took you to follow that interest to be like, wow, I can do this though. Yeah, yeah, That's definitely. What, this is like not the first podcast I've done that I realized like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is beautiful. Um, Jeremy's kissing him. You just need to start. Weird. On the cheek. And, you know, because you do have to just start. But I look at you and I go, here's a guy that's just picking up a camera now every day. Last night, um, recently, that was at a euphemism for some dirty girl on the streets. No, he's out there filming people doing testimonials at our programs. He's in this studio right now doing bits and pieces. Like, that's huge growth for you, don't you reckon? Yeah, definitely. How do, and how do you know that there's huge growth? I'm just comparing it to my life. Perfect. A year or two ago. Yeah. Like, and where do you, where do you think you'll be in another year? Uh, hopefully huge growth. Yeah. At a production company. Yeah, there we go. Now he's thinking about a production company, right? Films. And it sounds silly, but there's just those subtle changes in a person, right? Dylan's like a year ago, he wasn't. Now he's like, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. In a year's time, I'll be in a production company. Awesome. I think I'm making my point. Yeah, yeah. It's really simple. Hey, thanks, Dylan. Bye, guys. You got a really nice voice. And... You're doing your own kind of growth and changing my kind of. You're making me grow as well. <laughs> I grew. I grew a lot just then. <laughs> I guess the thing that I just look at him, um, you, Dylan, is I just see somebody who's like, okay, I'm up for this, and I'll give this a go, no matter how badly it turns out. I'm going to give it a whirl. Well, the interesting thing is that when you do, like you were talking before about, we need a new name for growth mindset because it sounds very, like, oh, but um, it's like responding like responding to criticism. Oh, people yeah. This is a have good a growth one. mindset. They respond yep. to criticism differently to people with a fixed mindset in the sense that. Yeah. Okay. So here I'll test it. Give me a moment where um, uh, you've thought about um, somebody that you have got jealous about. Let's be real. All right. Somebody you're jealous of or have been in the past, not that you would be now because you're enlightened beings, of course. Mm. Okay, you think of them? Uh, yeah, yeah. Think of the person? Yeah. Okay, yeah. out there, podcaster listeners, think of a person that sometimes you get a little bit of envy even or, you know, a little bit of jealousy, the green-eyed monster comes out. You can flip between envy or jealousy, whatever works for you. Yeah. And I want you to think about why this person that they – and let's be real about it. When you think about them, why do you get jealous? What is just the first belief or the first thoughts that pop through your head? Let's be real because we know it's not true because you work through it as most of us do and some people don't. What's the first thoughts? It's not me. What do you mean? Do you want me to tell the story? Yeah. 
basically when I was a bit younger, I had a crush on a girl for a while and then she ended up seeing another guy and it was, was it me? Yeah. Was the, it me? the other guy wasn't you or what do you mean? No, like it, she wasn't dating me. Oh yeah. So right. I was like, I was jealous because I was like, I wanted to be in his position. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you were jealous of what he had. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Jez, thank you. And what I was right. missing out on. What you were missing out on. But now out. I'm like, oh. Um, I was, I'm jealous of the next, or a girl I used to see is very, very short time, but she was very successful. Her success in her work, um, that made me jealous because mm. I was like, I want that level of success um, and accolades through a creative outlet. You know, mine would be very similar to that because when I see people who are doing what they want, because I'm constantly in it, every once in a while the green-eyed monster comes out and goes, mm. oh, I wish I had what you want. Mm. And it's interesting that people who live in this fixed mindset or this way of just living, you know, um, you know, they feel threatened by other people. Mm. But realistically, what got you through, what other thoughts get you through, well, this the, jealousy. Well, the, the two. The How two, do you dissipate it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the two dissipation tools I use yeah. is w- one, which is one of the key things that got me through depression, which was a genuine, authentic realization that now yeah. is as good as it gets. Like right now, because even if I've had a better experience in the past, that was the past. All that is real is now. Like time's an illusion in that sense. Like so now is as good as it gets. Now is as good as it gets. And that realization is like bloody hell. You know, like this is all that is. So. Mm. Why am I focused on anything but this? Good. Like a waste of energy. Because, nah. and the second one is presence. Is yeah, mm. but like it needs. I've been told that since a child, and I never really got it until I went through that big, you know, deep hole of depression. Great lesson. And the second one is the um, happiness is loving what you've got instead of loving what you don't got, and and because um, and it's all relative. You know, mm. I, I've been. I've been very felt, felt very unsuccessful by other people's standards some days and very successful by other people's standards some days. But that's just they're just fleeting things. Mm. And like I know for a fact if I mm. hit the super highest of highs mm. with what the world would see as successful, that would too be fleeting. And the feeling it would give me would be fleeting. And it's not all that is really precious and beautiful is connection. And so if I yeah, if I'm connecting with more people through my work and um, giving of what I want to give, then I'm um, great. But I can't control that either, like we said before about the universe stuff. There was a really good interview with uh, Lance really Armstrong yeah. on Joe Rogan, yeah. like Joe Rogan podcast. And basically what I got from that was to become a Lance Armstrong, you need to have nothing else on your mind but cycling. When he spoke about why he did the drugs, when he spoke about anything, it was all, it was for the team, it was for the team, it was for the team. And he was sort of, it sounded like, kind of like it was an obsession, which is why it was easy, probably easy for him to justify it because he was actually insane. Like not, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need to be a little bit insane to be a professional sportsman. Oh, absolutely. Like you're lacking in other areas. I knew there was a reason I didn't want to become a professional. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're insane in your own profession. (laughs) No, that's true, right? Um. But you already knew that, though, because you're so well-researched. Yeah, well, oh. yeah. I, I just pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back to what I love about also a growth mindset or even how you get through envy and jealousy, according to emilypaulo.com. <laughs> 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 but a growth, name well, a growth mindset 
allows you to see the lessons in being in, inspired by the success of others. So say that again. Well, you are actually inspired by the success of others versus envious and ah, jealous of what yeah. you don't have. So Celebrate it for them. Be happy for them. Oh, it sounds so simple, but, you know, you think about the people that I'm around, I just look at them and the process I go through is I really appreciate what they did. How do they do that? What does they do? Oh, right. So they're actually, um, well, um, not, they, they've got a lot of knowledge. So I, then that makes me go, okay, well, excuse me, what kind of books have you read on that topic? Oh, you've read Growth Mindset. Who's that? Carol Dweck? Oh, okay, great. Oh, all right, I'll, I'll go and read it. And then you read the book and then you realize they've just read the book and they're spitting it out, much like what I'm doing right now. And even then they're way better at it, but I'm still giving it a go. So I'm still inspired by the success of others. And again, you know, it's a, it's a, the green-eyed monster gets us all all the time and mm. I just think it's important because let's have a look. What what did this guy who, who got the girl, mm. how are you inspired by his success? I'm not. <laughs> you realised you didn't like the girl anyway. No, it was years ago. I was just like, I got over it. But nowadays, if a guy gets the girl, there's other girls out there. Exactly. And it's. Uh, but my mindset on girls has changed a lot since and then. I, I think it's also a bit of. Um, you get good for each other. Great. Good on them for having a good yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that's that's kind of what you're saying. Well, that's a, I think it's if someone else is reaping something it's like not taking anything away from you man there's so much beauty to be had in our culture when you realize that i'm happy for everyone you know like you know you're living your life like when you really pull it back wind back the perspective and go well it's all a bloody miracle or even existing and breathing good on you for whatever you do with your life and <laughs> so like, uh, much celebrate. energy goes towards envy and jealousy oh. like i sit with high school friends and bless them like they're fighting, you know, you want to talk about what happens for women. Like we all talk, oh, here she goes again. They're mm, all bitchy mm. and blah, blah, blah. And I really understand it. It's just envy. It's jealousy. It's not being able to be inspired by their success and congratulate each other. And I don't think we have to walk around holding hands and, you know, hugging and singing Kumbaya. Can we? But we could. But we could. We could. And we probably will. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you said, Jess, there's so many more beautiful moments to be had when you're Appreciate some of Yeah, but it's educating and telling people, and that's exactly what Collective Potential is about, is educating people mm. of this perspective that, to be honest, I don't think a lot of them grew up, if they don't grow up knowing or having contact with people that mm. you either go seek it out because you've got an intuition that mm. shit's better than this, mm. than this bloody system that just tear my soul apart, mm. or you just come across someone that goes, oh, did you know you can do life like this? <laughs> and Which is what you're doing and mm. what Collective Potential is doing and... Um, it should be bloody put in schools, if you ask me. Well, and I think that it, the reason we called it Collective Potential is so that we could bring people together who actually already think like us, like people who were listening to this who who are just like nodding their head going, yeah, yeah, yeah I know that. I've heard it before. Mm -hmm. Or actually... Is that what you're doing writing this whole podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's well, actually... Well, it reinforces yeah. it anyway. Yeah. It's like, hey, I am on the right path. It's like, I do this. That's That's good too to be reinforced in something you're already doing that's positive. You might already have a growth mindset. You're like, oh, I've got that. And maybe you meet someone that doesn't, that's on your mind, and you can yeah. be like, oh, I listen to this podcast. This might be good for you. So it's all about sharing that mm. knowledge and mm. ideas. Mm. Like on the recently I had an opportunity to meet Brene Brown. And if any of you are out there who love, Well, you've already met her. Like you've I have met her. her. You're right. Sorry. I didn't meet her. 
Um, hang out with her again. I hung out with her. I had an opportunity to hang out with her again. Thank you, Jess. Um, and I pushed and pushed and pushed because when I saw her last, she said, Emily, you can come and train with me because I put my hand up and was like, just do it. Just, just ask because, you know, and I was terrified. I couldn't say anything. And so I put my hand up in front of everybody and all these amazing social entrepreneurs, business people. Do you want to say where this was? Yes, it was on Necker Island with Richard Branson. It's a bloody good, isn't I had it? to say it. Um, thank you, Des. But it was just well, it's this, a cool story. It's a really cool story because I got given – like that, there's that. Yeah, you're right. That adds to the whole freak out of this moment of I can't believe I'm even here. Who am I to be here? And I couldn't ask her for the one thing that I would want from her. Like, come on. Excuse me. I'd like to train with you. Mm. It's so simple, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But everything yeah. in my body went into shutdown mode. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. She, who am I to ask her? And I just have learned to also, when my body starts to vibe and freak out like that, it's not actually that there's something wrong with me. It's actually that it's my potential coming through and I should just follow my gut. That's my intuition. It's like, warm, warm. And I used to think it was the other thing. So now I've tuned into that and I put my hand up and said, can I train with you? And she looked at me and said, yeah, you can. And in actual fact, I'm going to make sure you work for it. So when I come to Australia next year, let's do it. And in actual fact, I'll train your whole organization. I was like, yes, geeking out. Anyway, Mm -hmm. long story short, this woman is um, the world-renowned researcher and storyteller on vulnerability and authenticity. So I hear that she's coming. And I'm like, all right. So I start emailing her people. Didn't happen. Um, they didn't answer me back. I'm like, damn it, go again. No, nah, I couldn't. I couldn't ask again. I started emailing again. No response. Emailed again. No response. Emailed again. No response. And I got up to my 11th email by the end of the weekend. And they said to me, yes, you can come, but we can't do this. We'll do this. But then they got to the next day and you can't do this, but you can do this. And then by the time we got to Monday... I couldn't do any of it. She was leaving the country. Mm. But there was just this thing in me that was like, well, <sighs> just completely disappointed, so sad. And I realized I wasn't really thinking about this right, that I this wasn't going to be good enough. And so I just think that I applied everything I knew about my work and how I wanted to live in my life and realized I don't need Brene Brown to tell me I'm good enough. And so what did I get out of this amazing um, recognition um, of being associated with a wonderful woman like this? And I learned um, that from my effort, I ended up getting a bank manager, a a scholarship from just being up in Sydney. Mm. So all this amazing Mm. opportunity still sprung up because I knew, go and get it. But once upon a time, I would have sat there in such a disappointment and just not done anything about it. So, you know, there's the moments to be had, right? There's the moments. And and I, and on that, like, I feel like it's, it, I think, um, it reminds me of, um, just when you spoke about, you you know, feeling those negative feelings as potential. It's a really good Ted talk by Kelly McGonigal called how to make stress your friend. And she talks about the difference between like years ago, researchers thought that all stress is bad for our body. So like, um, you know, the stress of being at a wedding and marrying your loved one is the same stress as, you know, seeing a spider in the shower and fainting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it turns out, um, McGonagall studies, I don't know if they're studies, but in a Ted talk, she says that 
eustress and distress have completely different effects in our body and eustress can actually have good effects in our bodies. So the difference is if you're in a stressful situation, for example, you're someone that hates public speaking, you're about to go on stage and you're thinking, oh man, it's going to be the worst. All these bad things are going to happen. I'm going to die. Oh, it's going to be horrid. You're on a fight or fight response. You go, no, this is just my body getting me ready for the challenge. And you reframe the stress. It even affects your body differently. That's cool. So it's the interesting on... It's, and it's the acceptance of what you're going through more than freaking out, I guess. Mm. Um, just two points on what you're saying, and that's what I was trying to spit out a minute ago. Is that to, it, what, I, I love um, the... Like it's it's a timing thing as well. Like you know, Brene could come up again in a year. Like we we've mm. been working with Russell took a year and a bit before we I actually started working for him. But it'd been like and like with you and Brene, like it, it's already been a long time. But like it it it's that you don't know the time. You know you know what you want, yeah. but you never know the timing or the shape in which it comes. Beautiful. Um, but you also and it's not just your validation that you want from her. It's, it's the learnings and, and, and they're the things that you're going after as well. You know, like, um, would you agree? Absolutely. Mm. And then you, you, if you set your eyes on something you want, you have to be able to look at what you do get to be able to take the next step forward, mm. you know, and, and be I, grateful for what you already had. Oh, gratitude. Yeah. Can you be, what is it? The best case of gratitude is if you can, um, if you can be thankful for even when it doesn't go wrong, it doesn't go your way. Perfect. I That's love that. That's what gratitude is. It's beautiful. beautiful. Most, right? Yeah. So we're coming up to 45 minutes around then. Um, how do we wrap this up for people? How do we take away, how do we give them things to take away into their week? I guess you got to think about, you know, what are you looking at in your life right now that you feel pretty stuck on? And that's... Are you fixed about it? Like, is your mindset, like, it's not working? It, you know, listen to yourself. Um, listen to that mind of yours um, and ask yourself... Are you praising your efforts or are you just bringing yourself down by not doing it? Because that causes that inertia or that stress in your body too. So I would love to put put it out to people of what do you need to think about growing in this week? What's the effort you can make and praise yourself for it, mm. you know? Yeah. And I, on top of that, I love that. And on top of that, I'd add just acceptance, acceptance to whatever change, like the feelings that the change gives you just accepting them and acknowledging Beautiful. them in, in the way I do in meditation, like just acknowledging your thoughts and accepting them. I find that's the, that's the least resistive. Like it, it, if river, like the Buddhists talk about river, like fluidity is life and rigidity is death. If we're flowing down this river and we're, we're changing acceptance is such a key part to like flow in. Right. So that's my, that's personally what I take yeah. away out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's flow. Let's flow a little bit more. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're definitely going to be flowing this week with the piggies. Rolling about. Rolling about. And is it crazy or is it just Jeremy's got a really big growth mindset? <laughs> <laughs> Love the pause. <laughs> On YouTube, cut that out and insert what you will. What about you, Ryan? What's your, what's your message for this week? Um, what did you take out of this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, there's so much. I guess I think it's just think about the worst thing that could happen and then is that actually that bad? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah like, great. When you—that's what I was thinking about before. When you're talking about pigs, it's like, what would happen if for a night, you know? I suppose if you get eaten by a pig, that's pretty. Well, which pretty is bad. one thing that people flag. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, actually, the guy's property I'm standing on, he, he actually said um, the pigs try to eat his dog, um, and pigs can devour humans. 
Pigs can um, fly. Well, anyway, terrible. Pigs but can pigs eat are dogs. Also, they're gorgeous and sociable. But you know, just to flip on that too is we spend a lot of time um, saying what's the worst that can happen, and we let it go. Yeah. But what's the best that can happen this week? Like great, woo! Yeah, celebrate the fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm serious. I love that. Beautiful. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> See everybody. See you guys. We're getting used yeah. to this and we're loving it. Growth mindset. Focus on it this week. 